the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. everyone on this i'm pretending it's sunny because i need to see sun soon it's been a long time since i've seen the sun i hear it's a washout tomorrow so i'll pretend sometimes if you wish things will happen they happen so i'm Dottie herman and this is eye on real estate where we talk about all things real estate and every single thing that has to do with real estate which is not only about practically everything but everything is constantly changing in owning a home, and we're here to keep you up to date on buying or selling or financing a home. That's, for most people, the biggest investment they make in their lifetime. Ace Wonderhoof Parp is with us. Ace is the vice president of residential leading at Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. Did you know that Citizens Bank extended nearly $1.5 billion to developments in local communities and citizens' participation in commercial economic development projects helped stabilize and revitalize neighborhoods while providing affordable housing? They also made more than $3.5 billion in mortgage loans to low and moderate income borrowers and to borrowers in low and moderate income communities. You can easily find more information on Citizens Bank. Just go to citizens, with a Z, bank.com, where you can apply for a mortgage online. That's citizensbank.com. Good morning, Dottie. Also, good morning, Stephen. Good, good. We missed you, Ace. I'm glad to be back. I'm Did so excited to be Did you have a good time? Out. And was your panel good? Yeah, I was in Atlanta for the uh, Mortgage, Mortgage Bankers Association and uh, was hearing leaders from around the country just talk about the market environments and what to expect next year as well. You'll have to tell us. Yeah, you'll have I will. to tell us. Give us a, you know, you'll have to tell us what you heard and what you, what they're forecasting. Definitely. But we did miss you. Um, I also have real estate writer and journalist Stephen Gaines, and he's joining me today. Good morning. morning. Hi, Stephen. Hello. You're looking good. Later in the show, we've got a fascinating guest, John Collaterella, who is a profession. By profession, he's an engineer, but he is also one of the city's great experts on design, installation, and renovation of large residential and commercial buildings. He's a building envelope specialist, and he knows more about the buildings we live in than practically anybody else we know. So we're looking forward to hearing him. And by the way, if de Blasio gets his way, which he won't because he's announcing that he's running for president, fat chance you have to win. But in any event, <laughs> um, 
Well, see, I never talk politics, but one thing I can talk about in politics that everyone agrees on in New York City, forget it. Go. Okay. <laughs> um, but he is running, just so you know. Um, anyhow, he had put out something that he doesn't want any glass buildings anymore because they're not energy efficient, and we've talked to some experts, and I think uh, I will uh, find you know, I don't want to take hearsay from, but they're saying that the glass today is very energy efficient, unlike, you know, what are we going to have, just cement buildings and no glass? So we're, we'll have somebody on the show. We'll I think John Colatrello will be. Uh, Maybe we no can ask like. him. Yeah. He's, he's the building envelope specialist. Yeah. So I always tell you about what happened on this day. I think it's always fun to look back. And um, on in April of 1903, the New York Stock Exchange opened in a new Broad Street building. It's 116 years old ago that years that this happened today in this month. This month it's the news of April real estate. Aren't we in May or is it May 1st today? Oh, yes, it is, but yeah. stupid me, I got this. Right, so it is May, but it was, we're, we're in the very beginning of May, so it's fair to say it's 116 years ago yeah. and a few days. Um, and, and, and they celebrated this last month, I guess, and they had 2,000 people assembled inside the new building at 18 Broad Street for the dedication ceremony. Um, founded by 24 brokers in 1972, the New York Stock Exchange expanded rapidly in the late 19th century. And when demolition of the old exchange began in 1901, the project was expected to take a year and cost $1 million. And in 1972, $1 million was a lot of money. But delays caused work to drag on, which I'm sure we all have experienced that, and the final construction cost soared to $4 million. See, things don't change. Nope, some things do stay the same. <laughs> in, in, I guess we're on May, like I'm yeah, doing we'll April. Do we'll May. do May in May a couple of weeks. Ago. Right. But in, but in May, 50 years ago, Governor Nelson Rockville asked the state for $600 million to expand the New York subway system. I think that's why we have the mansion tax, not to expand it, just to, they probably haven't fixed it since then. Um, <laughs> Rockefeller's new expansion plan for New York subways was expected to cost $1.4, okay, $1.4 billion and include longer lines throughout all the boroughs as well as a new Second Avenue subway. But within the year, political maneuvering and conflicting demands from city residents would stymie that, and the Second Avenue subway plan didn't happen until the year 2000. Yeah, they started right. to build it. Right, so it's a lot. Years it took later. 50 years for them. To right, and now I believe the mansion tax. One of the things that they want to do with that money, or it's the congestion tax. It's one of them. Is try to not expand the the, the, the subways and everything, but fix them. They're pretty rough. I don't think they've done them for a long time. On this day in history, also Al Capone, remember him, entered Atlanta Penitentiary convicted of income tax evasion. And this day in 2018, the state of California overtook Great Britain to become the world's fifth largest economy. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yep. So if you were born on this in this month or most of this month you're a tourist and you're well known for your tact and charm you share your birthday with holly go lightly from breakfast at tiffany's and better known as audrey hedburn who was a classic and who was born in 1929 and passed away in 1993.
later on this show, uh, first I'm going to get, well, Ace will give us a fill-in on what's going on with mortgages and what the whole country sees. But later on, we're going to talk about Airbnb. More people are taking in roommates, renting one room in their apartment. For a lot of people, this is a good solution to helping with the rent. For others, it's a nightmare. Later in the show, I'll tell you what to look for and what to avoid if you're thinking about renting out a room. I mean, everyone looks at the income, but they don't look at what could go wrong. Of course, Ace is going to fill us in on what he uh, learned from the uh, top speakers at his conference, but he's also going to talk about the good news of the federal the Fed's probably not raising the rates for a year or two. Yeah, for the rest of the year, Dottie. So that's good news for our listeners. Very good news. Later on in the show, we feature that make a ground floor apartment desirable. And um, if you have an inspection, what you should do while it's coming up. But I have a lot of things to tell you besides for that. Well, I have some dear Dottie questions. But before I do that, uh, I wanted to talk about the federal government. Obviously, Ace, you'll talk about that. Yeah. Will you say a year? Because I was at something and they said maybe even two years. You know, again, that crystal ball, right? We're never right, Dottie. We always say that the rates are going to go up and, uh, you know. Um, but we're never right. But if you yeah. look at most people, you read back, like I have past articles and papers and I keep a lot of stuff. And you look back at what people wrote and said and predicted, I they know. would be all out of jobs if yeah, uh, they, they would. Were. <laughs> if they ever had to be accountable for that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's anyone's guess, right? But it's Correct. pretty, unless something astro, you know, something crazy happens or that we didn't anticipate. Yeah, rates are going to still stay low for the next, I would say, 12 months. Time. I hear the yeah. president asked that the rates be even lowered again. That Pence yeah, uh, asked he did. as well. He did, but they're declining that. They're declining, yep. Yeah, I kind of think they're right. I think that, you know, they're so low now. And again, if you're... In my day, when I experienced interest rates, and I was, oh, my God, I'm so happy I got an 11% mortgage. Uh, this seems like nothing. I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's everyone's opinion. But uh, there were two articles that we read, and I don't know if you read them, Ace, but they're Airbnb, and one of them is incredible to me because yeah. I, I didn't know this. Um, Airbnb is everywhere. Here's, and, and here's an interesting story. The Marriott, I don't know if you knew this, will take on Airbnb by starting a new home rental business of its own. Similar to the way Airbnb works, it has already launched a pilot program in Europe. Mm-hmm. And Rockefeller Center Tower is offering Airbnb lodging and 10 floors of the high-rise overlooking the Manhattan office complex will be rented out as overnight lodging. Not amazing in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. yeah. Was that a new kind of hotel, do you think, maybe? No, it's Airbnb, it's and Airbnb. so they're going to... But it, it, in a way, it's, it's like a, a new kind of hotel. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, people like it. I mean, a lot of people I know go to Europe and everything and use Airbnb. Um, I'm not one of them. I want to know what I'm getting, but... You know, and there's always a variable there that you might not know. But the owner of the high-rise office building in Rockville Center is teaming up with home rental giant Airbnb to convert 10 floors into the first modern-day lodging. They hope the facility at 75 Rockville Plaza, in a, they hope it will be done in about a year. There will be upscale rooms will be on the higher floors of the 32-story tower, allowing guests to gaze at St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is the most magnificent. If you've never been there, you just have to go see that church. And offering a bird's-eye view of Rockville Center's annual Christmas tree lighting, which is wonderful. 
The lodging at 75 Rockville will be listed in the Airbnb system along with private homes, but won't carry the Airbnb brand. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Rather, it will have its name tied to the neighborhood or the building, like something like The Rock or something, Rock Solid or something. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I don't understand. I guess they want to keep their own identity. The Rockville Plaza deal, which is still subject to approval from lenders and other parties, is the first of what Airbnb hopes will become a number of lodgings in the New York region. Um, the Rockville Plaza operation will offer about 200 units for overnight stays. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, under pressure, I was just reading, okay, uh, under pressure from the city's hotel industry, because I'm sure they don't like this, yeah. New York has imposed strict regulations on short-term rentals and has hit owners who have failed to comply with heavy fines. In one action earlier this year, the city filed a lawsuit against a residential brokerage, which will remain nameless, that it claimed was the hub of a wide-reaching hotel scheme. Since 75 Rockville Plaza is zoned for commercial use, transforming some floors into accommodations potentially faces fewer hmm. of the legal complications that were caused uh, for Airbnb when they host regular residential apartments. I bet you it's going to be expensive. You'll be yeah. able to look at St. Patrick's. Yeah, but, the... you know, if you if you kind of look at trends, I don't know how, I can't remember exactly how long Airbnb has been around. But each year they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you see more and more people. That's the way they like to travel. They'd rather live, you know, especially in the houses where they can rent the whole house. So I see it as now a trend to stay, not going away. So the hotel business needs to kind of figure out how they compete with that or do something very different. You know, Daddy, I visited Airbnb's headquarters last year just because, you know, there's such a disruptor in our marketplace. Just wanted to learn a little bit more about, you know, right. what their plans are. And it's interesting, you know, they're they're worth $38 billion today. And wow, they're wow. actually going public in a couple of weeks um, wow. on the stock exchange. So um, you're right, Dottie. They're definitely here to stay. And, you know, I think it's going to be interesting what happens with the uh, with the city and regulators and things of that nature. So, Yeah, but you know what they say about competition? It's healthy. It's good. It's healthy because yeah. it keeps you on your toes. Otherwise, you could have been around a long time. You can get complacent. Exactly. So this is a, uh, and this is a trend that people like, and they like Airbnbs, and they like to stay and live that way, and when they travel. So, you know, it's just like Uber. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, I, I think there's still many states where they're not really welcomed, mm -hmm. but... And, you know, there's a lot of downsides. And, by the way, I don't know if you know this about Uber, but they are not considered like a, um, a limousine or a, like what cabs have to have a certain amount of insurance. They don't have to have those things because they got around the law. I don't know how. And they're considered an app. Yeah. They're, they're so, at, they're at, their IPO is actually coming in a couple of weeks too, Dottie, Airbnb oh, and I, Uber. Really? Yeah. Airbnb and Uber? Yeah. They have in, in England now, they have uh, – uh, f food uh, um, Uber, and that's you can call any restaurant and order your food, and then send an Uber to get your food and bring it to you. They have it they here, Stephen. It's called Uber yeah, Eats. Uber Eats. That's yeah, right. Uber it's Eats. called Uber yeah. Eats. Yeah. I they use it sometimes. It. Yeah, you do just, really. Sometimes. Well, they have it, but if you look at who, it's all fa it's mostly fast food restaurants. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I, I looked, I thought, hey, well, maybe McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. By I don't way, remember exactly which ones, but we're at we're at eight six six. 970-9622, 866-970-9622. And give us your opinion. We always like to hear uh, people's opinions. There's no right or wrong. 
By the way, I spoke a little about the mansion tax, and um, remember, it kicks in when you buy an apartment for $1 million or more in New York. In upstate New York, you can make the argument that a property for a million dollars is still a luxury home. I'm sure it is. But here you can't get – what do you get for a million dollars? Not that much. You're certainly not a millionaire. The fee starts at 1% of the purchase price. The state tax, which went into effect in 1989-89, applies to a single-family homes, condos, and co-ops. As a result of a change in the 2019 state budget, it now rises incrementally to 4.15 on sales of $25 million or more. Now, you might say, well, if it's $25 million, I'm sure they can afford 4%, 4.15. Probably can, and there's not that many sales at that price, but at one time it was just 1%. It's gone up. Correct. The medium sales price in Manhattan is, is about around a million, and it's been that way, if I recall, for the last couple of years. The median has been around a million. Jonathan Miller does our reports, and I kind of remember that number for the last couple of years. Um, but it's fair to say that a million dollars in New York City doesn't buy you a mansion, and for that amount, buyers are more likely to end up with a one- or two-bedroom. I mean, uh, they're not going to end up with a mansion. So it's a closing cost that is being shouldered by the majority of buyers. Not by millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. By right. Well, no, no. Yeah, you don't yeah. get a mansion at a right. million dollars. Right, a million. Yeah. The mansion tax and increases all of your closing costs, which, you know, are all the bank costs and transfer tax by thousands, and it's possible you may have to pay it on a new development price below a million when the buyer pays state and transfer taxes, pushing the price over the threshold of a one-time levy. Now, it's only once. You pay it once when you close, but it's still another tax. Mm -hmm. Closing in New York City happens to be pretty expensive. The scaled increase is now operated at $2 million and then a various threshold above it until it reaches 4.15. Now, can you make a deal and not pay that if you're the buyer? Well, if you you sign contracts before April 1st, then you don't have to close by July 1st. So the new... Mansion tax goes into effect on July first, Dottie. So let's say you're going to contract today. You know, today is what May May second or something. May second. Like so you fourth. definitely need to close. Fourth. Yeah, May fourth. <laughs> so you definitely need to close before <laughs> July first. So, um, you know, I'm I'm assuming there's going to be a mad dash uh, for folks well, to close before July first. Fourth of July weekend will be crazy. It'll be crazy. People trying to close. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is also, so you, if you can, if you if you already went to contracts, you've had to already gone, mm-hmm. and you can get that closing. Make sure you just call up and make sure you push them on yeah. that. But mm-hmm. can you? I mean, what you also can do, you can ask the the seller to pay the tax. You can. You can make that part of your negotiations. You can make an offer. And say, here's my offer, and I would like you to pay the mansion tax. And if the seller agrees to it. Um, no problem. That's actually happening quite often now, Dottie, during conversations. and Yeah, so, I mean, don't think it's a lost cause. And what do they say? The worst that can happen is somebody says no. So big deal. But you can ask your attorney to ask for that or maybe split it. Um, you know, I don't think you should ask the broker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which some people think they should do, but I don't think so. I'm telling them no. I think, Dottie, you have a break coming up, so 
We do. We'll be right back. We'll finish up with the mansion tax. And I want to tell you where New York stands in financially literate states. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Councilman Ben Kalos of New York's 5th District about the vote amending New York's city charter and its effect on residents. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113. Or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Guidance. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., you won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 a month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. iPhone XR, 64 gigabyte, $15 a month after $16.25 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Day-to-day prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. 
I'm Sarah Wallace, General Manager at Magnolia Bakery. Every cake has the backstory of who you're giving this cake to. It's happy birthday, Jessica, or happy sweet 16, Amy, and wanting Amy to have the best sweet 16 that she could ever have. I'm working for a sweeter world, one treat at a time. At ADP, we're designing a better way to work so you can achieve what you're working for. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back. We're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Wasufa, financial expert. And I'm here with my friend, Stephen Gaines, who's a, I want to say, well, I would say he's the best writer. How many books did you write? I don't know, 12 or 13, I actually stopped counting, but four or five of them were about real estate. Yes. Matter of fact, we we let Stephen come and, and really just, I don't, you, we let him just go into our offices and just write, you know, we took the chance of let's just go in, see the offices, see how business works, see how real estate works in New York. And uh, that was amazing that you did that. You yes. allowed, you opened up Douglas Elliman completely. Did. I could go anywhere, speak to anybody, interview anybody. It was amazing. And honestly, really, I had no, you know, no barriers. I mean, I believed in being real and being honest and being very transparent from my whole life. And I feel that when you're transparent, well, everybody really knows there's no one that doesn't make a mistake. And there's no one that does has this perfect business that everything goes perfectly all of the time. It's not real. And when people... You know, sometimes I think people put expectations out that are totally not obtainable. And um, and so Stephen went in, and I trusted him that he wouldn't make anything exaggerated, but he had gained. It was wonderful. I liked what I loved everybody. It was yeah. great. People loved uh, their business and selling. It was a knowledgeable <clears throat> place. Education of brokers was a big, important part of what you were doing there. I just thought it was it was terrific. I had the best time. And getting to know you that well was we so been, much fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And, you know, I do that. I am um, I chair, and I'm in the top 50 um, companies, the largest companies in the United States, so obviously all different brands. A lot of them are my competitors. And we do, uh, there's a group that we have, it's called Visions, and I guess there's mm. about 30 of us, and every year we pick another company that one of us is, that runs, and we all go in, these are all CEOs, go in, and they look at their front desks, they look at the management team, they look at the agents, they look at the, they look at the company, their financial, their education, how, and they then you, they do that for two or three days, and then the CEO uh, sits and uh, they give them a report on their findings on what they did right and what things they should work on. And, you know, these are competitors, mind you, so you have to have a lot of trust in people. But I've been doing it for, with them for like 10 years, and it's really very helpful. You know, Dottie, that's what makes a true leader. You know, collaboration as opposed to competition is, is so key. So it, Absolutely. And I'm sure in your business, right? I mean, oh. where there's so much competition. We try to share so many um, different ideas because at the end of the day, it just makes you better. And for the consumer, they get a better product too. So, Yes, and the better informed people are, the better the bar is yeah, for the whole industry. Definitely. And just to wrap up this mansion tax, um, 
state and city transfer taxes can trigger the mansion tax because typically the seller pays the state and city transfer taxes, but in some cases that cost is put on the buyer and then reflected in the recorded sales price. This happens most frequently in, in new development, and if that happens before you agree to it, you should just make sure it's not going to affect or trigger something for the mansion tax. Speak to your accountant. And by the way, um, I wouldn't recommend trying to use furniture credits where somebody says, well, the house is really not a million dollars because $200,000 is furniture and they kind of make a side agreement. I would be really careful because you don't want to mess around with New York State. They, if they come after you, like, I don't think it's going to be fun. Um, I do want to tell you this is just for fun, but it's not. I mean, who does this? In order to find the states with the best financial literacy, Wallet Hub analyzed financial education programs and consumer habits in all of our 50 states and the District of Columbia. And there were key, 17 key metrics ranging from high school financial literacy grade to share of adults with rainy day funds. And the results, just want you to know, the most financially literate state, what do you think it would be? Uh, this Eight. is interesting. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, well, yeah, it's nothing that I would even <laughs> think to guess on. But number one was Virginia. Virginia. I yes. think it's be probably the Washington, D.C. people that live in Virginia or Well, something. it's on the border of Virginia. Yeah. You're right. I didn't think of that. Kind of policymakers, maybe. Yeah. But Virginia, but the number two is Utah. So that's nowhere near there. Then yeah. there's New Hampshire. Now, this is funny because I wouldn't have guessed this. I'm going to give you the top ten. One was Virginia. Two was Utah. New Hampshire was three. New Jersey is number four, wow. which that's pretty up there. Minnesota is five, Maryland is six, which is, again, by the D.C. area. And then you have Maine, Colorado, North Dakota, and the number 10 is New York, believe it or not. I, I, was, I thought they would come out there. Let's see. Yeah, so that's uh, – hmm. so I think we're in good shape, supposedly, compared to at least other states. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, we just have Wall Street here, you know, but we're ranked number 10, so – Okay. Well, we, we should also, be higher, right? Yeah, we, we should, should be, be higher. But we the city's be. so diverse that even though we have Wall Street and financial people here, the city's very, very diverse. And part of the metrics that they used for this was um, rainy day savings, uh, you know, literacy grades and stuff. They, it was a wide thing. So New York's a big, big you diverse know, city. You know, these polls, I don't know how accurate they are. I don't know how much people tell the truth. And I don't know how many people they really poll, whether it could be 10. I mean, who knows? But... At least we're in the top ten, so we'll be happy for that. Okay. I just want to say that um, before I tell you again, because I've lived this, I give great advice. And before the show, I said, you know, I can give great advice, except when it sometimes comes to myself. You know that I tell you when you're doing a home improvement project, if it's a big one, if it's really kind of knocking things down and it, Take my advice, it is three years, and I am still doing my house. (laughs) Okay? Now, you would think that I would never have that happen to me. Okay? That I know, and I do know what to do, except I didn't do it for me because (laughs) I was always too busy. And I will tell you this. If you're having a new house built for you, you need to go there once a week at least. And so if your house is being built 
we're far. I mean, I'm not going to classify all builders, but I would say all builders never get done when they say they do. But also, a lot of things that you see on paper that look good in paper, really, when they put it up, like I'll, I would walk in my house and after a I'd say, well, wait a second, I can see with these beams that it's not proportionally right. So then I had to knock it all out. So it's three years. There's a ton of mistakes. I'm not faulting anybody for this. I am saying I'm faulting myself because when you take on a project and it costs me so much extra money to rip up and, okay, and not to mention time that I haven't been able to use this house. So I just want to share with you, if it's a major job, either have the time or go. There's a million properties or you can get a builder that, that, that they are brand new and they're done already. Uh, or someone that shows you this is what it's going to look like. I didn't do that. I kind of created it in my mind, which is hard. And then when you put it down on paper, uh, so just because whatever you're thinking the cost is, add. And so with those things, if you go to a builder and you get something that's new and it's, they know a price and they might say, well, if you want a fireplace, if you want this, it's extra, extra, extra. But you kind of know what you're dealing with. But really time. Time is really, you have to be on that kind of stuff. So please take my advice because it's going to cost you a lot of extra money. It's just like we saw with the, uh, in the beginning of the show when I talked about these bills and they didn't get them done in time. So from $1 million, the price increased to $4 million because it wasn't done. So I, I urge you to do that. It was May 1st, which is a couple of days ago, but we weren't on the air then. Moving day, and I don't know if you've ever heard of moving day, but... In New York City, uh, May 1st is moving day, and uh, it goes back uh, years and years, a hundred years. It's an old-time practice where I guess it was kind of like a big holiday. Uh, all leases were on May 1st. Isn't that weird? They all came due at the same time, right? Yeah. Leases were dated from May 1st, always. Well, I kind of like that. It keeps it easy. <laughs> and then they said the kids took off from school, and it was a big thing. Um, and Is if you were getting kicked out, you'd know that it's going to be May 1st. <laughs> and I guess if you were moving it. So, so in a way, it was crazy, and they say it was chaos. But it was a real event. And I guess they stopped doing it because it really didn't make sense to have everything set There'd be no there, movers but, left right. on May 1st. And by the way, we're going to take a break. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. And when we get back, Ace is going to fill you in on some of the things that he's been talking about with mortgages and financing across the country. We'll be right back, 866-970-9622. Ever talk politics around the dinner table with your kids or see them excited about American government? Well, this week on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi and Amy Solomon talk with Pat Rogan, John Estrin, and Marshall Crotty about the Constitutional Rights Foundation. Formal name? Amazing teaching and discussion materials. Government can be exciting, and they're proving it. Want to get your kids away from the TV and video games? Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-651-0798 to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. 1-800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970 and Mike will give you 30% off plus free shipping. That's right, 30% off and free shipping with promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The Greater New York Chamber of Commerce celebrates Small Business Week with a free forum on Wednesday, May 8th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the TKP New York Conference Center, 109 West 39th Street in Midtown. Enjoy networking, exhibits, workshops, and more. Learn about government resources and business financing. Plus, attend a special session on digital marketing presented by Salem Surround. And it's all free. Wednesday, May 8th from 9 to 1 at the TKP New York Conference Center in Midtown. For details, call 212-CHAMBER or visit chamber.nyc following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with uh, great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot, and it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Stephen Gaines, a famous author and friend, and I would say ace, one of two far, who is a, a guru in finance, and I happen to think he's one of the smartest guys I know. 
and really good person. So that's my tip. But Ace, when you were yes. away, you were you were in the mortgage. Uh, it was like a a, a conference yes. for mortgage bankers. Yes. And, okay, so. Who went to this? The people all over the country, or people all, all over the country? Um, you know, from the West Coast to the mid to the Midwest to down south, um, northeast. So we all kind of came together, talked about you know the um, sort of the interest rate environment, where we see the Federal Reserve um, going, and you know everybody was under the consensus that we're going to keep rates low for the time being because it's going to boost the economy and the stock market, which we're seeing today. And uh, I think it's great news for, for anyone that's interested in buying. But the interesting statistic was that a lot of people were refinancing their homes because rates are now what actually are now? at a 12-month low from last year. So if you're looking at 30-year fixed rate. What are they? Do you remember? Yeah, a 30-year yeah, fixed rate right now. Of course, of course. I look at it every day, Daddy. So a 30-year fixed rate jumbo. You can actually get below four. It's actually at three point eight seven five today. Okay, so like if you give us the rule again, I always forget it. There's a rule of what, how much you need to uh, save before you then you should like what the interest rate, how much it has to come down for you to refinance. What is it? It's usually about a percent, one percent. Um, so if the yeah. interest rate, if your interest rate is like how does and a lot of people don't know how to find out what you know they bought a property and they don't even remember what their interest rate was. Correct, correct. So how do they find that out? So you can always go back to your bank and and get a mortgage statement. Usually on your mortgage statement, it'll tell you what your rate is, or you can always call the bank and say, "Hey, I have a mortgage with your bank. Here's my name, Social Security," and they'll look it up for you. So that way, when you're you know, if you're calling your own bank and you're asking for interest rates, you can ask them, you know, what are current interest rates today? I always recommend shopping around because obviously every bank has different rates depending on your credit and so forth. So, but, um, well, a lot of, that's an important yeah. thing though, because people don't realize the rates that you get on refinances, home loans, even credit cards are based on credit. And it when is. they have these great rates, that's great if your credit credit's great, but if you have, not great credit, you, you kind of need to know you're not going to get that rate. But Ace, yes. so what should someone like be at when they should? So if it's like, what did you say? It's under four, it's around four? So right now rates are at 3.875. So a if little you, under four. A little under four. So if you have a current rate of 4.875, you're qualified. You would be a qualified you know, a potential candidate for refinancing your mortgage. Now, if you're just looking for a rate in term, which is just refinancing the mortgage itself, that's a good rule of thumb, Dottie, 1%. But if you're looking to take a little bit of cash out, you really have to just look at your payment. And if your payment is within your your cash flow analysis, then a lot of people are tapping into equity, even if the rates are, let's say, an eighth higher or okay, a little bit slow higher. slow down. Yes. Just so our listeners, if they're not if they're not familiar with what you're talking about. You can take, an, um, as you said, you can look at the rates, and Ace can call Ace, actually, or call or send a, uh, a text to radio show at element.com or call us or send me an email. But he can tell you, based on your rates, what you would save if you refinance. Correct. But now he's talking about, let's just... Give an example. Let's say your house was you yeah. paid. You have a mortgage of five hundred thousand, and now the house is worth seven hundred thousand. And let's say you want to refinance. You can just refinance at a lower interest rate, or what Ace is talking about, you can actually pull some of your cash equity out. Correct. So a lot of people, 
especially the baby boomers, they haven't really moved, right? So you let's say you bought it for to Dottie's example for five hundred. And let's say today it went up to eight hundred, for example. There's appreciation, it accrued, and now you want to tap into some of that equity. And let's say your rate is three point eight seven five today, and today's current rate is three point eight seven five. So under our rule of thumb, it needs to be one percent lower. But in this case, you have the same rate. But your I, I guess your um your desire is not really to to lower your rate, but to take out a little bit of cash. So if your rate is the same at 3.875, it's actually a really, really good tool for you to use to liquidate some of that equity out. Or what you can do is if you look at I, you know, if you look at credit card and the interest you're paying only credit card debt, it's very high. It's twelve percent, thirteen. So you could, yeah. and again, this is where it's not rocket scientists. It's just that, and I'm going to include. Like me, like a lot of times I didn't, I knew things, I just didn't get around to doing them. <coughs> but this is one that's really not that hard mm-hmm. because if you have interest rates and, and, and you can do that, but if you have debt, <coughs> maybe you should look at that and then you can pull equity out of your house. You don't want to pull too much. Don't pull what too much. Right, right around 80%, Toddy. I would, I would even. <laughs> recommend 70% just to make yeah, sure you have do, a little bit of cushion don't be, in there. Yeah, don't yeah. pull all the equity out of your house. God forbid the market goes down or something happens like that and you have to sell it. You don't want to be you know, in exactly. a bad place. But you can use your, you know, to me, let's say, we'll go back to my example. If your house, you bought it, let's say you took a mortgage at five, you bought it around five and a quarter and it's now worth 700. That's Cash, or like you say, oh gee, I paid five hundred. Mm-hmm. Now my house is worth seven. I I made two hundred thousand. Well, that's paper two hundred thousand. Okay, that's not in your hands. Um, and that's today and tomorrow could be. But if you want to utilize some of that money, because it's not going to go up, it's not going to make you money sitting in your house. It's going to sit there, and whether the market goes up or whether the market goes down, it's not going to make a difference. But if you want to use that money for something. And make the money that your equity actually work. Mm-hmm. You can, but you really have to really know you're disciplined and you're not doing it just to like you know to spend more money or some stupid reason. Definitely, sit down and with an advisor. Yeah. Right. Well, can they call you and you yeah, can advise them, or they can call uh, yeah. citizens and they can advise them? Definitely, they can call me at any time. Um, we're always here on the radio, or they can always email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. Ace.w. I'm glad you didn't put the whole last yeah, name Yeah, I shorted okay? it, Dottie. Because I took your advice. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would get to you. Nobody. <laughs> Ace, Ace, I have a question to ask you yes, about Steven. this 1% difference. Will the, it has to be 1% difference for it to make sense financially. But will the bank, if it's three quarters of a percent, will the bank reject you? Does the no. bank need it to be a 1% difference? Not at all. Not at all. That's a good question. I, I always say 1% just because there's closing costs involved, right, Stephen? So mm-hmm. that 1% level sort of gives you that break-even point. But people refinance even at a, even at a half a point difference. You know, wow. it really depends on how much you really want that refinance to work for you. So. Okay. And so, Ace, you went, and who was who attended mortgage brokers and bankers? Mortgage bankers. And then they had some yeah. big speakers, I understand. Yeah, they had um, Eric Thomas who came in. Um, we had a couple of um, economic advisors that came in. So just really, really um, influential folks within the right. industry. And so what in. were they saying? They were just saying that, you know, look, again, nobody has a crystal ball. Right. 
the economy is improving. So, you know, we are expecting rates to increase sometime in the future. We don't know when, but... Well, that's like the, me. Exactly. <laughs> We've been years. saying it for how many years now, right, Dottie? Wow. So the experts are saying that it will eventually go up. But during, you know, this time period with rates being so low, our, the real estate community should really educate our borrowers in terms of their borrowing power, right? Because everybody is so focused on price in today's market market. In today's market environments where, you know, different markets have different price points, right? And depending on whether the inventory is priced correctly, inventory will move. But what we're not thinking about is the astronomically low rates and how we can actually educate our buyers into really seeing that even if prices come down to their levels but rates go up, they're losing out in the long term because rates are going up in the future. So. Really, the perfect time is really now taking really advantage now. of the low rates, Dottie. And, you know, we had last week, you weren't here, but we had Paul Brennan, who oh, I love Paul. was born and raised yeah. in the Hamptons on the show. And he's probably one of the top people I know. And whenever I need something for zoning or any kind of things like that, I'll always go to him. And, of course, Jonathan Miller had done the market reports, and the Hamptons was pretty down on the high end. But I think that's universal. I came back from Chicago for um, a top 50 companies, and they had Lawrence Young, who's the chief economist. Mm -hmm for the NAR, and again, like A said, there's no guarantees, but his prediction was the next two years, interest rates will stay low, and uh, I and he said, and you know, it looks like the supply is starting to get better, in, because the market that's really moving now is the lower market, like the entry-level market. So he had a bad report on the Hamptons as far as not the entry-level, but like on the high end. And then everyone's speculating on whether you think this market on the high end is slowed up because of the taxes, like that you don't you only get the ten thousand. And I don't really think so. But I don't either. That's don't just my so. opinion. I have no scientific data, nor am I going to pretend to, because everyone's kind of speculating. When we had the what, New York only, and I think what are the states? New, New maybe New Jersey. Were they only allowed to deduct 10000 and the taxes are mm -hmm. high? Not so much only in New York City, in Westchester, Long Island, that people are not buying properties as quickly, and I think that that's not true. What do you think, Ace? Do you hear anyone really bring it up? Um, not really. You know, I, I don't either. In the beginning, people were talking about it, but now it's just one of those things where um, has it affected the marketplace on the high end? Pro probably a little. You know, I mean, that's a concern, but... For the most part, anything below 1.5 million, it's it's flying off the shelves today. You, you know? know what, Ace? I, there was also an article uh, recently, this past week, I think, about the fact that they're running out of billionaires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought, I, when I read, there's a lot of them. But there's a lot of the billionaires, and there's more coming from other countries now. They said that they're running out of billionaires to well, buy a billion-dollar Well, you can make me apartment. one. I'll volunteer. How about you, Ace? That's it. That's it. We'll volunteer, Dottie. Yeah, now, to have a billion dollars. Now, we're not talking about millionaires now. Billions, you you have to be in the billions, and that's a, a big number. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that, look, I think I bought my house, which has been a, I love it, but it's now, you know, three years. But I bought my house two recessions ago. When really everything was sitting on the market, and I'll never forget, I bought a house that I really couldn't afford, but in those days you could get a mortgage pretty easy, even if you didn't qualify for it. Uh, no income verification. So I called up this 
person I knew, and I said, please, I want this house. I don't qualify for it, but I want it. And he said, well, okay, if you want it. And I figured out how much I could rent it for, like if I couldn't afford it. And to make a long story short, obviously, I held it, and the property's values go up. They might not be at their high now, um, but you still are buying a house that you want to live in. And uh, I just think that people wait Till they hear, oh, the market's great, and then they're running out. Well, now is a great time to buy. It is. And don't forget the baby boomers, you know, they're kind of starting to move a little, so you're getting a little more inventory. And the millennials are in buying age, and they believe yeah. in ownership, yeah. regardless of what you – well, I, I, you know, I don't think you even read that they don't. They believe in home mm-hmm. ownership. And, you know, Dottie and Steven, talking about billionaires, I don't know about billionaires, but there's going to be thousands of millionaires coming out in the next couple of months out of Silicon Valley because Lyft just IPO'd, Uber is IPOing, and Airbnb is IPOing. So the early founders and the early, I guess... um, Well, you know what? They deserve it. And I I think I read that, I think it was Uber, that was started by these two guys from California, and they were waiting for uh, cabs, and they couldn't get anyone. And they just got disgusted and thought about and kind of came up with a brainstorm about Uber. Yeah. And whether you like them or you don't like them or you like Lyft or you don't like Lyft, the point is they've changed the whole business. I mean, they've made the whole model different. I mean, so I think they're going to go out high. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but we'll see. So, Dottie, for our listeners out there or realtors, there's going to be a lot of price adjustments in San Francisco, Silicon Valley um, specifically. So prices are going up. So... You better attract them to come to New York to buy those second homes. <laughs> no offense. I was a little mad when they did that girl. Amazon. She didn't know what she was doing. Oh, my okay? goodness, Dottie. I, I mean, don't even want to talk about that. That's she was a... like, oh, like we could use the money for schools. Well, it's not money. It's tax credits. Yeah. And I just think that was a mistake. Of course, it's my opinion. It's Ace's opinion. Yeah. There's a lot of people's Steven's opinion. Um, but it's, I can't, you know, can't cry over it. It's done. And Long Island City still is, looks great. I mean, you know, if you pass Long Island City, I don't think you could walk that. You know, you'd be afraid to walk there 15 years ago. I also was at Central Park for the conservatory, which they have a lunch. Of um, the, I go every year with the people from Douglas Elliman because we sponsor it. We're one of the sponsors. And it's an event in Central Park every year, and these women um, raise millions, $20 million, whatever. They raise millions to keep the park the way it's beautiful. And it is a beautiful park. Gorgeous. And they showed pictures, and I think, I'm trying to remember, when was Dinkins? I mean, it was around the 80s, I guess. I didn't live in the city then. They showed pictures of Central Park. I was in shock. The the boat, had, everything was run down. The benches were broken. There was litter. And they revived it, and these people were telling me that were born in New York City, they were afraid to go to the park then. And look what they've done. It's probably the most beautiful park I've ever seen. We're going to be back at the 11 o'clock news with John Calatrella, and he is the Sherlock Holmes of buildings, so you don't want to miss him. (laughs) 866-970-9622. He's a great, great wealth of information. See, we'll listen to you right after the 11 o'clock news, 12 o'clock
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.